and welcome to the Purdue Agricultural Economics Podcast, the podcast for experts and innovators in agriculture. I'm Courtney Rodkey. Today, Abby and I are joined by Dr. Ken Foster, Danita Rodeball, and Don Vilwalk, who are all members of the Purdue Farm Policy Study Group. Stay tuned. Good afternoon. My name is Courtney Rodkey, and I am the student co-host for the Department of Agricultural Economics podcast here at Purdue University. And I'm joined by Abby Meyer, our other student co-host. How are you, Abby? I'm great. How are you? Good. I'm excited to be here today with Dr. Foster. And this is rare. We actually get to interview you instead of you helping us interview others. So, Dr. Foster, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm glad to be here. Good opportunity for me to be on the other side of the table. Yeah, and can you tell us a little bit about where we are today? What is going on here at Purdue that's so special? Yeah, so we're at the Purdue Farm Policy Study Group meeting. This is a group of farmers from Indiana, from diverse backgrounds, both in terms of, you know, their personal attributes, but also with respect to the things that they grow and produce. And we get together twice a year and talk about different issues related to farm and community and rural policy. Awesome. Could you tell us a little bit about your involvement with the study group? Yeah. So currently I am the executive secretary for the Purdue Farm Policy Study Group. And that means that I'm in charge of coordinating our meetings and finding educated individuals to come and present and informed individuals to come and present about different topics related to farm and rural policy. So, yeah, it's twice a year, as I said, in December and July, and there's about 50 members of the group, includes some other professors at Purdue. I've been involved with the group longer than just the last few years that I've been coordinating the activities. So when I was department head in agricultural economics, I started to come to these meetings and I continued to come to them even after I stopped that because I found that I learned a lot about different topics that were very, very interesting and impactful for communities in Indiana and you know, all over the country. Well, it's very cool that you started out coming to here and now you're getting to be, play a part as the area as well. So how long has this study group been a group at Purdue? Yeah, so the, the Purdue Farm Policy Study Group began in the 1950s under Dr. Kohlmeyer. There's not many people who would remember Dr. Kohlmeyer's name today. I guess he had retired before I came to Purdue 32 years ago. But he began this group, he and some other faculty members in agricultural economics at Purdue, began this group really in the post-World War II period when there were just a whole bunch of new farm policies and farmers were really struggling to understand how to strategically involve those policies in their farms and manage around, you know, those both opportunities as well as in some cases maybe constraints that they faced. So what's the biggest topic of discussion this year? I know the Farm Bill is upcoming this summer, but didn't know if there was anything else. Yeah, so actually the Farm Bill is one of the topics that we're discussing right now in the room next to us. Matt Erickson, who is with the Farm Credit previously, was the chief economist for the Senate Ag Committee. Wow. And as a graduate of our department, is, is with the group right now talking about the prospects and what the Farm Bill might look like if they can get one passed next year. Yeah, let's hope. <laughs> yeah, I think everybody's looking forward to that. And of course, it's it's an interesting negotiation situation, right, where you have various titles in the farm bill that make it mm-hmm. difficult to come 
to an agreement sometimes, or maybe they make it easier to come to the agreement <laughs> because they bring together interests that I think are common to people from all over the country. Whether you live in an urban environment or a rural environment, we care about food production. You care about sustainable food production, sustainable food supply, and you care about hungry people who maybe are, are less well-off than you are yourself. And so the Farm Bill, as you both know, includes support for farmers and engagement opportunities for farmers, but it also includes the so-called food stamp or the SNAP program yeah. that provides nutritional assistance to, to people who need help. So maybe for our viewers who are listening right now, you know, they're thinking, how can I get involved in something like this? Is there someone they can reach out to? Do they have to be selected? How does that process work? Yeah, so we're pretty open to new members. In fact, we, we invite new members. You have to be an Indiana farmer to be a part of this group. But any, any Indiana farmer who has interest in joining this group should just get in touch with me. They can send me an email at kfoster, K-F-O-S-T-E-R, at Purdue, P-U-R-D-U-E dot E-D-U, and say, hey, I'm interested in exploring this. We usually invite prospective new members to come to one of our meetings so they can experience what we talk about and see if it's something that fits with them. But it's a great networking opportunity with other farmers, sharing experiences and learning from each other as well. Do you have anything you want to leave our listeners with today? No, just uh, if there's anybody out there listening and they want to be involved, that would be great. We also involve students from Purdue. So if there's a student listening, we'd ask them to reach out to me too if they're interested in coming to one of the meetings. Awesome. Well, thank you for coming and talking to us. All right. Thank you. Stepping away from your responsibilities. Fantastic. Thank you very much. And now introducing our next guest, Danita Rodeball is joining us today. Dina, how are you? I'm good. Thank you. Can you share with our guest a little bit of your background? Yes. My husband and I farm with three of his brothers and their wives in Jasper County. We raise corn, soybeans, a little bit of wheat, and we also raise pigs. Thank you. Awesome. And what is your relationship to Purdue? My relationship to Purdue is really deep and and strong. Very grateful for all the ties that I have with my Purdue family. Most of my, I graduated in what was then when I graduated consumer and family sciences, but mm -hmm. most of my volunteer activities have been in the College of Ag. Started out on the Animal Science Advisory Committee when Jeff Armstrong was here as head of the Animal Science Department, but then also was on the Dean's Advisory Council with Dr. Ackridge and enjoyed serving with Jay. So stayed active in Ag. I I'm one of the rep national representatives to Council on Agricultural Research Extension and Teaching for Dr. Plout and with Dean Plout and enjoy that. You know, I served on state carrot and then mm -hmm. now on national carrot, so representative there. Also serve on the, the, the board of directors for the Foundation for Food and Ag Research. And even though that isn't a direct representation of Purdue, it's still with that Purdue tie and the focus on research and what we can accomplish here at Purdue. Broader, I'm involved in the Purdue Alumni Association. I'm currently serving as vice chair, and I'll be chair of the Alumni Association in April. Awesome. Well, thank you very much for your service and everything you're involved with. We love having alumni in the podcast and getting to hear your guys' stories. But to kind of get into the questions related to today's event, can you tell us how long you've been involved with the Purdue Farm Policy Study Group? Well, I think my involvement goes back to the mid to late 80s. I'm not quite sure of the year, but I've really enjoyed the discussion there. You know, if you were in the room today when we went around and did introductions, you would think that we were fairly like-minded. We're all involved in some type of production agriculture or mm -hmm. in agriculture broadly. But as you participate in the group, 
the diversity of thought and perspective is wider than you would expect when you hear of our backgrounds. So that's interesting to hear the different points of view from those that you think would be like-minded, mm-hmm. that we don't always agree. In fact, you know, the conversation is fairly robust. But then also the opportunity to interface. Mostly our speakers are faculty members of the college or broader. We've had some outside the college before that we've pulled in for certain subjects that we've discussed. Mm-hmm. The expertise of the college is really rich and deep, and the connections that they have and the perspective is just really valuable and enjoyable. And of course, the most robust time is always when we're just exchanging thoughts <laughs> with each other, either before the main at lunchtime or, or after, and reacting to the speakers and the conversation. Yeah, for sure. Absolutely. So could you tell us a little bit more about your specific role on the study group? It's just, we're just all members. We just all have We just come together to talk about issues in agriculture or this morning speaker to talk about communities and, you know, how we look at our satisfaction or our happiness in our community or well-being. So the the subjects are broad. We'll talk about property tax. We'll talk about cash rents. We'll talk about later. We'll talk about international focus of agriculture. Now we're talking about, you know, farm bill and what that next farm bill look like. So... The subject matter is really diverse, but it always touches agriculture. Awesome. So with that very diverse topics at all of your meetings, do you feel that the group has impacted your personal and or business decisions and community engagement? And if so, how has that had an impact? When you talk about community, I think for each of us, we have a different sense of community. If it's my community there around Rensselaer or if it's my agricultural community, I've been deeply involved in pork organizations, past president of the National Pork Board, and, and then also with the Meat Export Federation. So I have that international focus, too, and broadly across meat. But the conversations here, many times I'll draw on, those, on the boards that I serve on. It, I currently serve on the State Department of Ag's Advisory Committee. So mm-hmm. if we have conversations there, I'll draw on the discussions that we've here, had here at the Farm Policy Group. So that's always helpful. Then, of course, at home, on the farm, you know, when we have conversations here about um, production agriculture or what we look to see, the market outlook for corn and soybeans, you know, that everything you hear, you just take another data point and you bring mm-hmm. that back to the decision making on the farm. Very cool. I actually have another question. So you said you've been part of the group for a few years now. How has it changed from when you started back in the 80s or 90s to what it looks like today in 2022? Well, I was really happy t- to see today that we're finally getting to where we have more age diversity. Mm-hmm. I really liked that we had students join us today just to hear their background, what they're involved in, and then we can ask them questions of the perspective. I think that's really helpful. I just think that there's more of a diversity of thought around the table today. And one of the members that that has become an active member that I asked to join was Tim Gallima, and he owns a greenhouse, Gallima's Greenhouse, him and his wife, Bev. And, you know, even though they rent some farm ground, so they own some farm ground, but having that broader horticultural aspect to mm-hmm. our conversations, I think as we broaden, you know, what we see as agriculture and, and um, commodity production in the state, I think that that adds to the diversity and, and how rich our conversations are. Do you have any other questions, Abby? Yeah, just to wrap up here, if someone was looking to join the group, what would you tell them to encourage them? You know, that's interesting because it seems like we're all busy. And every time I think about, oh, a day, another day at Purdue. But 
like I said, the conversations and the opportunity to participate and hear those discussions. And the, like I said before, the diversity of thought, it's, it's energizing. And then two, you know, the relationships that you form, especially with other Purdue people, but those that are involved in agriculture, they may not be the ones that I'll see every day at, at pork meetings or other ag meetings I go to, but you come here and you form those friendships and relationships. So that's a strong part of it too. So it's like anything else you get involved in, you always get more than you give. Absolutely. Well, it sounds like you've gained a lot of great impactful experiences from this study group. Thank you for coming today. Thank you. Thank you. And now for our final guest of the day, we have Don Vilwalk here. Don, how are you today? I'm doing great. I got a little cold, so I'll try to get through this. <laughs> no worries at all. So, Don, could you give us a little bit of your background and your involvement with Purdue? Good. Well, I attended Purdue University. I'm a graduate of 1972. I'm an ag econ farm management graduate with a minor in agronomy and communications and met my wife here. She graduated in 73. And so we went back home and started our farm and our life together. We raise white corn, soybeans, they're seed soybeans for four different commercial companies. We raise seed wheat and we also raise popcorn once in a while. And so we do that in southwestern Indiana in Knox County. Very cool. Sounds like you're in that specialty market a little bit then. We really targeted the thought that was important to value add any way that we could to get a little extra value, uh, do a little extra management to get those premiums to do that. But we think that's important and it's rewarded us well throughout our career. Awesome. Well. How long have you been involved with the Purdue Farm Policy Study Group? Well, I believe, <laughs> I had to think about this a little bit, but I think in 1985. Wow. So I've been involved for a number of years, and it's one of my favorite meetings of the year, actually two meetings of the year, and I hopefully have had about a 90% attendance rate <laughs> over that uh, period of time, and so I've learned a lot, and basically... It's been my master's degree in all those years as I've developed some expertise in areas that I wasn't exposed to as a student. Awesome. What is your role within the foreign policy study group and how has that changed over time? Well, we're all kind of equal peers in that group and we've had different coordinators. Bob Jones from AggieCon was our policy person when I first started, and then Marshall Martin took over, and now Dr. Ken Foster is our leader. But we really manage the policy group by consensus. At the end of the meeting, members suggest topics that they'd like to get some more information on, and so we kind of throw those ideas out. And then individually, if any of us have been exposed to a speaker and any of the activities we're involved, we always make a suggestion of Maybe someone, our leader, could reach out and bring them in to be a presenter. Awesome. I have another question. What topic would you say is the greatest discussion this year? Well, we're having a topic now on farm policy and the 23 Farm Bill. And so this group is a lot of policy wonks, farmers <laughs> that enjoy policy. And throughout their backgrounds, they've been leaders of pork industry, beef sector, grains, especially Farm Bureau, as I was. And so we have a deep interest in policy. So any of those policy 
kind of discussions, whether in Washington, D.C. or at the State House, really sparks the interest of the whole group. Yeah. So outside of your semi-annual meetings with the study group, do you have other things you do throughout the year? Is there a newsletter or email chain that you guys receive? Our leaders throughout the history have often sent us some policy papers once in a while, not on a regular basis, but something if they think it would be of interest to the group and they send those out. So pretty informal, to say the least, but I do think because of the camaraderie of those people that are involved, many of us have been here many years, so we've become very good friends, and so we share things back and forth among ourselves. How has your involvement on the Farm Policy Study Group impacted your personal and business decisions or even your community engagement? Well, I think it's helped me become more involved in some other activities other than agriculture directly whether that's community or rural development activities. We had a great speaker here this morning that highlighted uh, rural development and improving our local communities. And so once I got back home from uh, retired from Indiana Farm Bureau, being the president there for 14 years, I got re-involved with my local community and economic development there in that area. So the topic this morning was of great interest to me. So But I think it broadens our knowledge and our expertise and our ability really to have open discussions. I think that's what's great about this group, that it's all right to have diverse ideas and to have a great discussion and visit that there are more than one right answers. There are other ways to solve problems and being educated on the issues of what all the sides of the story are makes us better citizens and better policy people. Well, this just sounds like a great opportunity for people all across the state then to get to network and share ideas with each other. So for anyone listening, what would you tell them to encourage them to join this group? Well, I would encourage them to get a hold of Dr. Ken Foster at AggieCon at Purdue. And or if they happen to know one of the members, just kind of raise your hand because we're looking for new people. We need some younger minds to come in to explore what we're talking about. And so It's a great opportunity, and I'm glad that I, once I was asked to join, I did, and it's been a very good relationship throughout my career. Awesome. Well, Don, thank you very much for your time today. I want to thank our listeners for joining us today at the Purdue Farm Policy Study Group, and you can continue to follow up with us at www.agecon.purdue.edu. Thank you, and we will see you next time.